Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I will be talking with photographer and TBI survivor, Martha Holzer. This episode is brought to you by the Functional Neurology Center, formerly known as MFNC, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are leaders in neural recovery and experienced in treating complex concussion cases with dysautonomia, vertigo, dizziness, whiplash, and migraines. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They've greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at thefunctionalneurologycenter.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council. And I recently launched uh, my new endeavor, which is the Brain Health Magazine. And you can find more about that at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. And you can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com. And be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And also, don't forget to join my Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. So today my guest is Martha Holzer, and as a photographer, Martha explores the intersection of art and bodily trauma through her series, What Lies Beneath Concussion. In a collection of images and video, she considers how multiple concussions have impacted her visual perception of everyday items. Her work asks the viewer to consider the question, or how and if, we can render our experiences so that others can understand what they cannot see. She earned her degree in American Studies and German from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She's, she's worked as a photographer nationally and internationally since 1998 and has won accolades for her work as part of the 61st, 62nd, and 63rd Annual Juried Exhibition Durham Arts Guild Show, the Telluride Art and Architecture Tour, and the Carolina Global Photography Contest. So, Martha, welcome to the podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here today. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. Well, I am really excited to hear about the cool stuff that you're up to. Um, but first, I would love for you, Martha, just to give our listeners um, a little background, you know, of who you are and, you know, how you came to be part of the TBI club. <laughs> Yeah, mine's actually kind of an interesting story. Um, I had um, a concussion in 2016, um, and when I had that concussion, um, I realized within the first few days that this was a familiar feeling, and I had been in a pretty bad head-on collision um, back in 2002, so I was 24 at the time. Um, and a woman had crossed over a double yellow line and we hit head on in my lane and I spent the next 17 days at UNC hospitals and, um, nobody gave that concussion a name at the time. 
Um, and so the one I had in 2016, I realized that this was a feeling I'd had before. And so um, in looking back over my medical notes, everything that was described at the scene of the accident indicated that I had one. And in looking at the medical notes from when I was in the hospital, um, it was it ended up getting confirmed in 2016 that I did have one back then. Um, so I feel like I joined the game late. Um, and then I was rear-ended in 2018, um, and the whiplash ended up triggering a third concussion. Um, it's funny slash not funny. I remember talking to a friend in 2015. Um, she had had an, an incident happen to her and had a concussion, and I remember her describing the symptoms to me, and I remember thinking, like, trying to feel empathetic towards her and really having no concept of what it was she was talking about until I had the one in 2016, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that all makes sense now and now it makes sense that that's actually something I'd had before and I just didn't know that that's what that was yeah it's really impossible for someone who has never been through it to understand it and I mean just you know I I don't know what all your symptoms were but you know for me that short-term memory was gone and people all the time would be like oh you know, that's just getting older or, you know, maybe you're perimenopausal or, you know, and I'm like, I'm 39. Come on, people. Right. This is not like right. an old person thing. Um, and I mean, no, it's I'm totally you. different too then, you know, like, so we've all had those brain farts, like, what was I talking about? Or why did I come in this room? But after a brain injury, it's totally different. It's like there's a black hole. Like you'll never recover that information ever again. Right. Um, right. So it's right. really, really hard for people to comprehend. They, you know, I was told, oh, you just need to try harder to remember things. And it's like, I can try all I want. I have to try 10 times harder just to remember what you're saying to me right now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just, and I think that's why that's where my passion comes from is just educating people because they don't know, they don't understand, you know, if you haven't been in the situation, it's really, really hard to get it. Completely agree with you. And I've, it's funny, I've had similar issues. Um, there have been moments when I know I'm forgetful, like in a way that I didn't used to be forgetful and people right. have said the same mm-hmm. thing to me. I'm like, Oh, you're just getting older. I'm like, I didn't used to be like this. This is not that something about yep. this is not normal. Like, and it doesn't yep. matter mm-hmm. how many checklists I make w- when they happen. It's like you're under the gun and something is happening and you suddenly forget something. And it, you know, it's not, none of it's intentional. No, um, it, <laughs> you know, something is not quite right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the level of fatigue. To, right. Yes. There's that. And then for me, the visual impact was such a difference. Um, You know, with my vision getting going awry, um, I mean, I kept trying to describe to people what was going on visually with me and no one really got it. In fact, I saw a neurologist and I saw an ophthalmologist and, you know, they were like, oh, it's just going to get better. And I was like, it's not getting better. And you know, finally, I ended up seeing a neuro-ophthalmologist and a neuro-optometrist, and those people then sent me to vision therapy, which was completely life-changing. Um, and then you do all these visual eye exercises, and then everything came back together again. So yeah. for me, my um, my right eye had stopped converging inward properly, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's 
funny because you look totally normal on the outside, and yet my entire world was – everybody kept saying on the forums, are you seeing double? Are you seeing um, – um, blurred vision and I wear contacts and I've worn them since I was like 10 and I've had glasses before then. And so I was like, it's not blurred. Like I know what blurred is and blurred is what right. it looks like when I take my contacts out <laughs> and it's not double because I'm not seeing two of the same thing, you know, next to each other. And so I kept saying something's really not right. And, you know, until I finally got sent to that, which took months before I finally made it to that, um, group of people that helped me out you know at one point I was like oh my god is this going to be the way it looks looking out of my eye for the rest of my life and like that gave me this whole new appreciation and, and feeling of gratitude for you know all the other years of my life when I could look normally out of my eyes and just this sense of oh my god I had no idea how much I did not appreciate what I had previously to what I have now and then when I was able to get better and even though it took a lot of hard work to get to that point um you know, I was grateful to do anything that I felt like was going to make an improvement. And so part of what I wanted to do is try and create a project that was going to inspire hope and some silver lining for someone to realize that even though it might be really tough out there and when you're going through a whole lot, there is hope that things can improve and get better and you can get back to some sense of normalcy, whatever that means for you and however long that mm-hmm. may take. So um, I, I just kind of want to pause here because I think what we're talking about is really, really important with the whole visual thing um, because, you know, 90% of people who have a concussion or, you know, any form of head injury have a visual problem. And it's the way, you know, your eyes don't actually see. They just relay the information to your brain and your brain is what actually sees. And so when you've, you know, for lack of better word, you've kind of knocked the wires out of place, right? And right. so many people struggle with this visual thing. And you really hit it with saying, you know, how the forms ask, are you seeing double? Do you have blurry vision? And it's like, no, you know, I, I also, you know, I didn't, I didn't see double. I didn't have blurry vision. I, my, my, my acuity was still fine, right? Like my prescription hadn't changed. But I knew my eyes weren't right. And you and I are both photographers. So I think we're even more in tune with our vision than the average person, right? And right. I was like, there's something wrong with my left eye. It doesn't feel right. I can't explain it. <laughs> and everybody, even the neuro-ophthalmologist, he's like, your eyes are fine. It's just PCS. I'm like, well, duh. We already know I have concussion <laughs> syndrome. Like, you know, like I don't understand why no one can find anything wrong with my eyes. And I mean, I went to everybody and I was two and a half years out um, before I found functional neurology, which, you know, you went, you had vision therapy, which they're, they're similar, but different. Right. Um, but it's all about mm-hmm. retraining the eyes. Cause like I said, they, the wires get mixed up and it's getting those wires to go back to where they should be. Right. And, right. you know, it's hard work in the moment. In all reality, the exercises are so dang, like, simple, right? Like, it's like, really, this is what's going to fix my eyes? Um, But yet, at the the time, it's so hard because it it makes your eyes hurt. It gives you a headache. um, But you need Uh to just, you know, power through it, and it gets better. Um, 
but I think for a lot of people listening, they'll relate to this whole vision thing because I mean, I almost everybody I've ever met has had some form of visual problem. And I kept telling doctors, I think it's my eyes causing my dizziness. No, no, no. You just have positional vertigo. No, because I can be sitting still and something can move and make me dizzy, or I can be sitting still and it feels like the walls are just kind of moving, like swaying. Right. right? And it's so frustrating how traditional medicine doesn't seem to understand any of that. And we get overlooked for months, years, and decades. And I just want anyone listening, you know, even if you're 10 years out, if you get to the right therapy, the right doctor, you can still have improvement. And neuroplasticity is phenomenal. (laughs) It's like our brains are so incredibly amazing. Um, You know, and, and don't get me wrong, there could be permanent damage that can't be fixed, but there's, there's always this, this chance that you're definitely have that capacity to, to get better. And it might not be a hundred percent better, but you know, if you go from feeling like 20% to feeling like 60%, that's a huge gain. Um, So I, I just, I really wanted to stop and talk about the visual aspect because I think it's so important. And like I said, you and I are both photographers. So I think we're much more in tune and we weren't as willing to give up on the argument because I'm left eye dominant and it was my left eye. And I'm like, yeah, this is something's not right. (laughs) You know, like I was much less willing to let it go um, than I think the average person. I think a lot of people give up really easily. And I don't mean that as a negative. I, I understand why, because doctors are telling you, nothing's wrong. There's nothing we can do. Just give it time. And we believe them, you know, Um, but I wasn't willing to settle. So I think that's why you and I probably persisted a little bit more than the average person might. Um, And yeah, and you know, totally. And I feel really fortunate too, because I, um, I have an athletic background. I was a collegiate athlete. I ran at Alabama and Carolina and, um, or UNC Chapel Hill and, um, you know, I, I, I have a tendency to push hard and to keep pushing, um, I think just to keep giving it my best and, you know, I kept getting out and like, okay, this is just going to keep getting better. And the more I keep at this, like, I'm going to see progress. And I felt like it was like millimeters of progress on yeah. a certain day, you know, and other days you feel like, okay, I've just pushed you hard and now I feel super crummy, but it became interesting paying attention to what my body was telling me. And if I backed off at a certain point, you know, I might feel super crummy if I had overdone it and you don't know when you've overdone it until you've overdone it. And then the yeah. next day, I felt uh-huh. awful. the following day would be like this day where I was like, Oh my God, it feels so much better. I feel on top of the world. And it was just like, I felt like I was on a stair step process of like, you know, one step forward, maybe one step back, but then I could see the progress of like, I'd feel better, you know, two days later, but it was just like, you know, I kept wondering what exactly is it that my brain is relearning how to do. And I kept thinking of it as like, you know, when you're a kid, you learn all these different things and it takes you, let's just say 18 to 20 years to learn whatever it is you're learning as a a youth growing up. And then when you have a concussion, it's like, you know, you don't know what it is that your brain is relearning how to do within yourself, that it took 18 years to get to that point. And so 
you know, when I first was injured, my first thought was like, oh, this will just take a week or two to get better. You know, this is not going to take very long. And then it just kept going. And I was like, oh, my God, is there ever going to end? Is this ever going to get better? And, you know, the thing I want people to realize is it can get better. And so part of what I kept thinking is, is there a way to capture what this looks like looking from the inside out? And I, I ended up stumbling into a situation where, um, I took a picture that reminded me of what it was like looking out of my right eye for nine months. And, um, in that process was just like, Oh my God, (laughs) maybe I can capture more images like this. And so, um, and then I'm talking to different people, you know, different people started conveying to me different experiences that they had had visually, which weren't the same necessarily as what I was experiencing. Um, And then when I was able to show my doctor, this is what it looks like looking or has looked like looking out of my eye, you know, um, that was incredibly helpful to him. And, um, and so then it became sort of like a, okay, well, what can I do with this and how can I help give hope to others? And, you know, even how can I give, um, maybe hope, but also a better understanding of what it is that concussion patients are going through, you know, to a caregiver or, um, you know, even potentially to the patient themselves that they're able to get out, you know, and look at a computer screen or what have you, but um, to try and get them access to a caregiver, I'm sorry, a medical provider more quickly so that they don't have to go for, you know, several years or several months or whatever the time frame may be without finding that help. Because, you know, I had never even heard of a neuro-ophthalmologist when I got referred to it by my concussion doctor. Um, and so I just keep thinking how many people don't know that this even exists is something that you can do and that this potentially could end up fixing whatever your issue is. So my thought was, can I create a series of images that capture what it's like out of my right eye to give people a better sense of what it is and possibly why fatigue even happens in the first place. I mean, I don't think the fatigue is only limited to your vision, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, if your system is constantly on overload trying to figure mm-hmm. out what it's seeing <laughs> or what it's interpreting or what your sense of depth is because your vision is impacted, um, you know, just all of it, you know, I, I think it might help give people a better understanding. And my other experience has been, you know, when I had the car accident back in 2002, I've clearly had a lot of things wrong with me. I had a punctured hole in my lung. I had surgery. I had bone chips taken out of my right ankle. I, you know, I was in a hospital bed. People could see what was wrong, you know. And my experience has been with having a concussion, people can't see that. There's a lack of understanding. And yet, once people have seen this video that I created and some of the images of what it was like looking through my right eye, all of a sudden it gives people a better understanding of like, oh my God, you were looking out of your eye like that for how long? And it took you how long to get better? And then all of a sudden it's a much more um, sense of understanding of what it is that people are going through. And concussions are happening all the time to so many people all over the place that my thought was, okay, if I can create something that would help give a better understanding to what the the symptoms look like, you know, maybe it can get somebody to a provider more quickly, and maybe it can also help medical providers understand what it is that people have if they're not somebody that can treat it. At least maybe they could then refer somebody to the proper provider to get them that help more quickly. Mm-hmm. So, So part of what I'm hoping to do is – 
you know, build up a series of different types of images. I've got some that represent what my, my perspective was, but then also to get other people's perspectives. So one person has described to me, oh, my vision looked like it was jumping. And so I was trying to capture a series of images where there's no continuity between point A and point B. And so you yeah. sort of see this disconnect piece. Yeah, yeah, that whole the whole jumping thing, you know. I remember right. Mine didn't necessarily. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd describe it as jumping. It was more jerky, like it wasn't fluid when I like looked from right. left to right, you know, or whatever with my eyes. And I remember when I one of my first um, testing things I had done is they had me read out loud. They handed me a piece of paper and said, I want you to read this out loud. And I read it. It was, you know, like a couple sentences. And then she's like, okay, now I want you to read it again and not move your head. And I was like, huh? She's like, you moved your head. She's like, I want you just to move your eyes. And I hadn't even realized I was doing that. Like, it's amazing how our body compensates, right? And it's so when I, just, when I just used my eyes, it was like, uh, oh, no wonder I moved my head. <laughs> like, it hurt to right. move my eyes. And they kind of did that, like, jerky thing. Um, and I was like, wow, fascinating. Like, I didn't even know I was doing that. Um, and clearly, you know, they're trained to look for that. That's, you know, one of the tests they do. Um, yeah, and I want to go back. Yeah. You, you were talking about being an athlete. And I recently interviewed um, Ben Utech, who played uh, for the Colts during the Super Bowl, and he, he had um, severe memory problems, and so he did an intensive uh, training program through the Learning Rx, and he had one of the most, like, profound things I've heard anyone say. Um, he's like, as an athlete, you know, I've worked through injuries, and recovery from any injury is hard. It hurts right? Like if you mm-hmm, blow out your mm-hmm. knee and you have to do PT, it's painful in the beginning, but then it gets better. He's like, same thing. Like with, for him, it was his memory and working the memory. Um, and for me, it was the eyes. And I remember in the beginning, it'd be like, Oh man, this sucks. I don't want to do my exercises, you know? Um, but I knew I had to, and, and eventually it does get better. And, you know, I just, anyone listening, you know, I know people give up, on some of their exercises and like I know people have given up on um, vision therapy or vestibular therapy they give up on it because it makes them feel bad and it's gonna make you feel bad just like rehabbing a blown out knee is gonna hurt right um, mm-hmm. but it, it, it will get better and I mean I'm saying if you've been doing it for six months and it still makes you feel bad then maybe it's not the right therapy like you should feel better more quickly like I felt better very quickly um but know that it is uncomfortable it does it does hurt and and you're rehabbing a brain right like right <laughs> it's a thing that runs our entire right. body <laughs> so um right. exactly. it is important yes yeah well and I remember doing um one of the series of exercises when I first started doing them was they put on a pair of glasses that had like a green lens and a red lens and then it was a striped piece of um, translucent paper Um, and underneath it I just had a regular piece of paper and it had letters of the alphabet and so there's these stripes on it that's like um, 
a transparency sheet like the, the you put on top. And so anyway, so what you'd see was the letters would either fall under the green line or it would be a clear line or it would be this red line. And then I had these red and green glasses on. And I remember them saying, okay, I want you to read everything on this page. And uh, I put the glasses on and I started to read it. And like all of the letters started swimming across the entire page. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, um, this is terrifying. You know, but as I kept doing it and over the course of time, like the letters eventually stopped moving and, you know, I did see progress with it. Um, you know, and it became also a learning curve of, you know, you, you are taught as an athlete to push hard and to, to give it your all. And, you know, somewhere in there too, there's also a fine line of like, you at some point can't push through it. You know, yeah. you also have to pay attention to what your body is saying and you have to be good about backing off and give yourself time to rest and recover and to intentionally slow down because that also the brain also needs that too so there's a, a give and take in there for sure you know but I would also uh, agree with you in terms of you know don't give up on the exercises if it doesn't seem like it's working keep doing it because the more you do it the more you'll slowly start to see progress um, and it does take a long time you know it's not an overnight fix it's not like knee surgery, you know, where you're then rehabbing the knee and you can necessarily see something physical moving back yeah. and forth. You might not think something's happening with your eye, but something is happening and it's for the better. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember for me, and I don't know if your experience is at all similar, but like, <clears throat> so I did a week long intensive where I know vision therapy is usually, you know, a longer time period and you go less frequently. Um, so I did a week intensive where I went three times a day for five days and it was like day three. It was just like profound. Like I remember driving home and I was like, wait a minute, my eyes, something's different. Like the world is crisper. Like it was really hard to explain because like, like we had yep. said, I didn't have blurry vision to begin with, but all of a sudden it was all crisper. Um, you know, like at the eye doctor is one or two better. <laughs> you know, it was just like, poof. Right. Um, and it was, it was really, it was profound for me. Um, like, you know, the first handful of days it was miserable and I didn't feel like we were making any progress. And then it was just like snap. Right. And I don't know if yours was at all similar. Um, but I, I do, I hear that a lot from people, how all of a sudden one day it just like, all click together and the brain started firing again. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it was fairly similar. I mean, in terms of like things just kept improving and, mm -hmm. and, um, and it felt stronger from a movement standpoint, it, you know, and now it feels totally normal again and I don't really think about it that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I still have um, occasional flare ups, like there's certain things that might trigger my eyes. Um, and, you know, I just pull out my exercises and do them again. So um, I've, you I've know. done the same. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you, know, you know, I didn't think I would need to, but I'm glad I've held on to the yeah. exercises just in case, because I have had that happen and it's, you know, you don't know when it's going to happen, but it's been sort of grateful to be able to do some of those therapies and feel like, all right, I've done this enough that I have a sense of what I need to do and how to, you know, and I don't have to do it for as long as what I did before. No. Yep. Like I literally do them for like a minute and I'm good. Yeah. Usually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
Martha, we are just about out of time. And I just want to, you know, ask if you have any final, final thoughts for our listeners, any words of wisdom you'd like to leave everybody with. Yeah. So um, I just want to give people a hope that you can get better and just stay positive and uh, keep taking the baby steps that you might be taking mm-hmm. through the entire process. Um, know that it, it can improve, um, you know, and it's just, you know, like I said, one of the things I'm trying to do is, uh, you know, eventually build out a website of what lies beneath concussion and, um, but also to try and get the images out to different groups so that they are able to look at them and like I said, find help or share that with their medical community. Um, and I'm trying to find venues and people that are interested in being a part of the project. So, you know, if you do have interest, I'm more than happy to, to converse and, you know, see if we can collaborate together. Awesome. But really, what you're doing is to keep, keep, keep positive. Cause it will get better. Yeah. And what you're doing is really cool. I think this project is just really neat. And I can see where it can be helpful for someone to, to show their doctor like this, this, this is what it looks like from my, you know, from my eyes. Um, I think that that'll be a cool tool to be able to kind of bridge that gap. I think so too. I think so too. Well, thank you so much for being here, Martha. This has been just a wonderful conversation. Um, thank you so much for being here and just sharing your story and, you know, keep, continue doing all the great things that you're doing. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope uh, you enjoyed today's episode with Martha Holzer. And um, I do have her website linked in the show notes if you'd like to check out more of what she is up to. And just a reminder, you can always find all of our previous podcasts at facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zelmer. And don't forget to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook. And just another big thank you to the Functional Neurology Center, the concussion doctors you can trust in the Midwest. Find them online at thefunctionalneurologycenter.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you next time.